All right, everyone, welcome to the parlay. I'm your host, Damian Ding, and it's a pleasure having everyone here. We are recording. The show is on the road here. This is the parlay, the Tuesday parlay, and uh, we like to thank everyone for coming out. Um, just want, for those of you that are brand new to the parlay, I know many of you I've connected with and met on LinkedIn and other forms of social media, welcome aboard. Um, make sure to uh, follow us at parlayallday.com. I know V is placing that uh, into the chat box as well. Our website is parlayallday.com. Uh, all of our social media connections are on there. Uh, and be sure to uh, join our mailing list. Um, that's going to get you connected with the Parlay podcast, uh, in which we have uh, an episode every week um, and guest speakers on there, which is amazing. Ricardo Garcia is over that. He's on the session tonight as well. Um, and then also be connected with our Tuesday Parlay, which is um, I'm, I'm the host of. Uh, also, I uh, just want to make sure that uh, everyone, all of your responses are clean and professional uh, throughout this as well. Uh, for everyone who attends a parlay session, if it's one time a month, four times a month, we do consider you a member of the parlay network. Uh, so welcome aboard as well. Be sure to once again use the uh, chat. Um, we're very active on the chat. V Ingerman uh, is also on our team. She'll be responding to a lot of the chat messages as well. You can see send individual or group chat messages also. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into tonight's session. And it's going to be amazing. The art of negotiation. And um, this is a big one here. You know, I, I always look at negotiation as you know, in my personal life and in my business life is super important. Without negotiation, you really don't get very far. Um, so we're going to be touching on that uh, tonight as well. And um, one thing I do want to point out is um, what's the best asset uh, to have into a negotiation, you would say? Um, and once again, if you want to respond, simply go to the reactions button, raise the hand. I'll see you raising your hand and I can call on you that way as well. Um, but Ricardo, I'm gonna go ahead and have you start it off as well, but uh, let's talk about negotiation. All right, so the art of negotiation. Uh, you know, we like to think that in life, you get what you deserve, you get the job that you deserve or the pay that you deserve. But in reality, you get the job that you negotiate, you get the salary that you negotiate uh, and oftentimes you get stuck with a salary or with a job because you fail to negotiate. Um, and so it, it is important to negotiate not just in professional life, but also in personal life, you know, even relationships, we, we, we don't like to think of them as, you know, being a negotiation, but they really are, you know, you're setting up the terms of the relationship. Um, and so with that, there's different styles of negotiation uh, and the five main ones that have been identified are the compete, you know, style, which is basically the I win, I, you know, I win, you lose mentality. I'm going to get what I want and you're just going to have to submit to whatever I, de I, I desire. There's the collaborate, which is we're going to find a way so that we can both win. Okay. So we're going to get creative and find a way that we can both get what we want. Then there's the compromise style, which is we're both going to have to give up something, you know, we're going to get some of what we wanted and we're going to have to, you know, give in on a few things. Then there's the avoid, you know, the avoidant, which is basically, I don't care. Uh, it's more passive aggressive. It's more, 
you know, I don't care if I lose, you're not going to win either. So it's more of, you know, passive aggressive. And then there's the accommodate, which is basically, I'm just going to make sure that the other party is happy. So I don't care if I lose, so long as you're happy, you know, we're good with that, which, and that's the worst style of negotiation to have. So the question is, you know, can you identify your own style of negotiation? You know, certainly like I had to learn the different styles and, you know, become good at it. Uh, now in my line of work in insurance, I can't, you know, I have to adopt certain styles because I can't go with a compete because the other side knows that I can't just walk away from the negotiation. I have to reach an agreement. So I have to incorporate different styles. Now there are certain aspects, there are certain aspects of the deal in which I'm going to put my foot down and no matter what, I'm not going to compromise on those. So again, the first question is, can you identify your own style of negotiation and how has it served you? Has it served you well? Or do you think that you need to incorporate other types of, uh, you know, different style of negotiation or even some aspects of a different style? Yeah. And I think so, that's, that's, uh, that's what we're starting out. So um, and, and I don't know how many of you knew that there were so many different styles of negotiation. Part of the parlay. Not many. I knew. I knew. Okay. Okay. Roof. All right. Go, 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 go ahead and say, what are your thoughts there? Which style are you? I would say, and I heard him, uh, uh, explain. I heard Ricardo explaining the the definitions of it. Probably more competitive because if I'm gonna negotiate, the agreement is gonna be part at least partially in my favor. Right. You know, and one thing that um, that Ricardo said is that uh, you think about negotiations like with jobs, business agreements. If you have clients. You know, one of the ways, you know, I like to speak with my client is um, to tell them what I can do for them and what they will get out of it. That's a negotiation. Right. You know, how I can help you and what you will get. That's a negotiation. A job. The job thing is so important to negotiate. It's like you got to speak up for yourself. I had a, um, a high up leader tell me that and I said, I said, my work should speak for itself. Cause you know, I'm thinking like I work hard. I got great work ethics. I'm always on time. I'm always putting my best before it should speak for itself. She said, no, you have to speak for your work. Mm, yeah. That's a part of negotiation. Yeah. And actually to get my promotions or to get to the level I want to be, or to get uh, uh, the bonus that I want our performance rate. And I have to speak with my leader my boss, my manager, uh, I have to negotiate with him. Right. I have to lay it out for him what I bring, what how I am an asset in order for him to, in return, give me what I know that I deserve. So yeah. I definitely agree and, with Ricardo there. Right. And one thing I, I wanted to say too, as well to the parlay is that, can someone learn negotiation? Is it something that, that can be learned or is it something that, you know, it, it, it just comes natural. Tony, Tony Bodie, I see you raising your hand. Go ahead, Tony. So, yeah, I love this topic. If you think about it, kids, right? Parents, today's parents have to negotiate with their kids because back in my day, 
we'd have them go out, get a switch, and we'd bring them back. If it wasn't big enough, they'd get a bigger switch and a, a longer spanking. We can't do that anymore. So now we have to negotiate with our kids to get them to do what we want. And so knowing what you're willing to give up to get what you want. So what I do is I come in high and then I'm willing to meet in the middle. Right. But if it's come in exactly with what I want and then I have to meet in the middle, now I'm not getting what I want. So you got to know what you're willing to give up in a negotiation yeah. to win. And so you that. need to know the game you're playing. So that's just a little bit I add to this soup mix today. I, I, I like that. Thank you, Tony, and, and welcome to the parlay. Marie, I see you raising your hand as well. Marie. Um, hold on. Let me, let me just uh, open my video here. Okay. Oh, yeah. How you doing? Um, so based on my experience, I mean, I, I remember, I think, you know, it, it comes with experience and it really comes with your level of confidence. Because, you know, even though you have the experience, if you don't feel confident enough about yourself, then, you know, it will be um, your negotiation style will depend on it, too. So uh, where I am right now with, uh, you know, with my age and with my level of experience, I've realized that I, I get more out of my negotiation now because of how I communicate with people and how I understand people overall. Because part of the experience is to learn how to work, uh, how to understand, uh, how to understand people's behavior, uh, their body language. You know, you can tell if they're, you know, if you can see that they're being convinced or they're not, they have their doubts. You know, and you have to address some of these emotions that they have in order for you to get your negotiation to be very effective. If you don't read them, if you're not able to read their personality or the way they're thinking, then you're going to have trouble with your negotiation because you have to address those doubts. But one thing that I learned from some of the trainings that I've, uh, I've gathered from people that are training on negotiation is that um, you always have to look for, uh, for things that are valuable to them you know and then you need to somehow compromise some of the minutes that you don't care and try to accommodate what's so important to them and that's how you can make the negotiation a win-win situation i like it I like it. And, and you know I, i've always learned too is that we have two ears to listen and one mouth to speak so it's very important um you know especially in my communications major <clears throat> you know uh is that we have to make sure that we are listening accurately and then speaking, you know, right on point. So Ricardo, I see you, go ahead. Yeah, I think that the most important thing is to know what your leverage is, know what your value, what, what's the value that you're bringing to this negotiation, to the, you know, to the table? What do you have that the other person needs? And then also be able to observe and try to figure out what is their negotiating style. You know, are they somebody who's just going to try to win at all costs? And if that's the case, then you're going to have to change your own style. How do you approach that person? Um, you know, do you fight fire with fire, or do you let them think that you, you know, that they have you? And then, uh, and then at any point during the negotiation, you can change your style. You know, like I said, in my line of work. I can't just walk away. I need to reach a deal. But there are times when, and, and you know, and the other side knows that. The, the other side knows that I can't just walk away. But there are times when I know I have them. Like there's something that comes up, whether it's an indication of fraud or 
something that comes up and then at that point I'll just switch my style and I go from trying to collaborate to just, you know, I win because I already, I already know what you have. I already know what I got and you know, I can yeah. change the style at any point. Yeah. Um, but it, it comes with, uh, you know, the most important thing, like, as far as like, what's the biggest asset is knowing what your value is, you know, what do you have that they need? You know, who's willing to walk away? I think, you know, the best negotiating position to have is to be able to walk away or be, be willing to walk away and mean it, Yeah. you know, yeah. and it just depends on, depends on what your options are. You know, if you, if you're trying to buy a car and it's, you know, it's the, uh, towards the end of the month and they have to meet their quota and you know, the salesperson has to sell a car and you have options, you're in a better position than the salesperson. But if you're trying to buy a house and there's, you know, 20 people that are putting in bids for that house, then you're, you're in a different position because now the seller may be in a better position because, Hey, if you don't you know, provide what I need or what I'm asking for, there's somebody else that can do it. Right. Now, the question I have, I'm, I'm going to drop this into the parlay real quick as well is, um, is there ever a time when, or a job or a position when you really don't need to negotiate when, when negotiation is not even, it's not even needed or is negotiation always needed? What do, what do, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I know I've gone to stores like Best Buy and I'm wanting a big screen TV and the sales rep says the, the big screen TV is $5,000. And I'm like, uh, sorry, I, I'm not trying to buy that big screen TV for $5,000, but I have $3,800. Will you take it for that? You know, and then the walkaway technique, which, you know, I, I've heard over and over again, that's power. But is there ever a time when there's no ne negotiation that's even needed? Talk to me, Parlay. Well, I mean, even just silence could be, you know, it's part of negotiation. I mean, I, I learned that by accident, you know, somebody sent me an offer and I was just busy. So I didn't get to see the email. So I didn't respond. The next day they gave me a better offer because they probably thought that my silence meant that I wasn't going to take it. The truth is I just didn't see it. And so the next day, like I said, I got a better offer. And so again, sometimes silence is just strategic. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not, not even responding. It's, it's a form of negotiation. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And, and what is, um, I mean, what, what would you say as well? How do you, how do you present or bring value um, to the table? I mean, what, 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 are, the, what are the best ways? I'm, I'm going to call on somebody here as well. Um, De DeAndre, I see you in the parlay. Uh, DeAndre Parker, are you there? What's going on? All right. Welcome to the parlay, my brother. What's up, brother? How y'all doing? All everybody? right. All right. Doing well. Yeah. So how do you bring value, uh, you would say, uh, when you're negotiating? What are your what are your thoughts on that? Negotiating, I mean, you gotta know what you're talking about. You gotta know what your product is, you gotta know what you yeah. aiming for. Yeah. Go from there. I mean, yep. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Once you know your <laughs> product, you know, you're good. Once you know your shit, you're good. So yeah, that's exactly. all that matter. Gotcha, Nobody can gotcha. tell you nothing about you, whatever you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. either they're gonna work with you, or they're gonna they gonna know they gonna remember you. Yep. Either gotcha. way. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, Tony. I see you raising your hand, Tony. Either way. Uh, when you were saying 
is there ever a time that you can't negotiate? Um, you know, most of us have watched Shark Tank and they're like, oh, you're going to negotiate with me right now. I just gave you the best deal that I'm ever going to give you. And you negotiate with me. I'm walking away, taken away. So you need to know where that breaking point is and who you're negotiating with. You almost need to know your competition, your enemy or your, you know, who you're trying to get what you want from. You need to know their style. Like, you know, we mentioned there's five different styles, but you over negotiate or you overclose a deal, you're going to lose a deal. And then we all know time kills deals as well. But really, it comes down to knowing your value. A good friend of mine, Chuck Lorre, who says, hey, Tony, I make myself so invaluable. They can't afford to lose me. So I get to set the pace. I get to set the tone. I get to get what I want because I'm so invaluable. So don't give away your secrets either so that they need your secrets to move forward. So having, having some secret weapons is really important in negotiating. But yeah. doing diligence in your research, I think, is absolutely um, one of the most important things is know who you're talking to. Gotcha. And, and I'm, I'm going to drop something else in the parlay. Uh, how does ego play a role into negotiation from what you will say? Jose Hernandez, I see you on the parlay. I see you. Can you hear me? What's up, my brother? We good? Doing well. Welcome to the parlay. So how, how does ego, you would say, take place um, or play a role in negotiation? Ego plays a big role in negotiation because ego can get in the way of, of having a, a good deal or a bad deal. Okay. Uh, most of the time, egos get in the way in terms of big business. When big business egos get in the way, then you lose good, valuable employees. Yeah, yeah, no, that's big. Yeah, and Jose, first time to the parlay, man. It's great having you. Kyler, I see you raising second your hand. Time, my brother, second time. Hey, good to see you. Kyler, go ahead and take it away. <laughs> hey, Damian, uh, can you guys hear me? Hear, hear you loud and clear. Okay, perfect. Sorry, I'm driving. So, <laughs> um, so I was just going to say that uh, ego plays a huge part, I think, both ways. Um, so uh, I don't remember which president it was either, like Clinton or Reagan or something, but he said, there's no limit to what you accomplish, to what you can accomplish in a negotiation and in a deal when you don't care who gets credit for it. And I think that's a huge thing because, you know, you know, when everyone's trying to get credit for their little piece of it, uh, you know, generally it's going to definitely compromise what you're coming to as far as the agreement goes but on the other hand of that i know like a field that i want to go into you know law for example um egos are huge but usually they're huge because they're really good and if you have a gigantic ego usually it actually you're bringing a massive power position into a negotiation because a lot of the time the state or whoever you're negotiating with even the other side knows that you're bringing a you're bringing skills and you're bringing you know uh, you know, usually bringing something to bat. You're not just talking it. So if you can back up what you're talking, you're actually going to be in a gigantic position of strength with that ego uh, because you, you've built a reputation for yourself that says you win. And most people are, you know, when they see a bulldozer coming, they, they want to make a deal with the person coming with the bulldozer. They don't want to try and hop in front of it. So I think it goes both ways. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I was just going to say that too as well, is that when you're negotiating, you, you have to have leverage, you, you, you have to have leverage um, to, be able to, to be able to win um, at that negotiation. You gotta be cool, calm, collected, um, and you gotta be able to listen and have leverage as well. Uh, others as well on ego. Um, Ruben, I, I see you on the parlay. Can you hear me, Ruben, from New Mexico? <laughs> yeah, I, can, uh, I mean, ego, I think, plays a huge part in the competitive um, you know, strategy. Um, I personally am more of the collaborative 
I mean, I just think, you know, if everybody wins, I mean, it, it just builds greater relationships uh, in the end. I mean, if you're trying to bulldoze everybody, I mean, you know, that's one way to get it. But if you just try to build that relationship and collaborative, to me personally, I just feel that that's just more effective. Yeah. But I mean, but you do have to switch from 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 method to method because you, you every every scenario is different. Every you know, you really have to know your your opponent. You have to know your product. And you just you have to know your goal, and and you do have to switch from from method to method. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thank thank you, Ruben, and welcome to the parlay. The Millers, I see you. I see the Millers there as well. The Millers, you guys want to say anything on this about ego in regards to negotiation? Love you. Um. I don't know if I have a whole lot to add to that. Um, I know, I'm sorry, I'm over here cutting up a mango trying to make dinner at the same time. Hey, it's fine, this is the parlay, you, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, ego, and whether or not you need to bring that to a negotiation, I, I think it helps in, in a sense where you're trying to get the other side to buy into what the heck it is you're trying to sell, right? Right. And when I think of ego, I think of the utmost confidence in oneself, but hopefully not too extreme, right? Where, where it becomes overbearing or something that somebody can't, um, can't handle. Because again, when you're coming to a negotiation, you're trying to come to an agreement, but you need to get someone to buy into that, right? And there's a level of being a, a manager myself for the first time in the last couple of years and understanding the kind of breadth that I need to bring to the table when I'm trying to get other people to buy into my vision or what I need them to do or to give me more time to give me more availability. Um, I, if I didn't come to that with a sense of ego of understanding what it is and why I need it, nobody would buy in, you know? Um, and so there is a sense of that, but there is, an ability to overdo that, right? I've seen people who come a little too confident, a little too strong at the table, and then you immediately check out. Yeah. There's there's always a level of balance to that, I think. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, the Millers. It's great having you as well. I right, Ruth, I see you go. Go ahead, Ruth. I think with ego, it is a very thin line between ego and confidence, right? And I think when a competitive style, I don't think it's more like bulldozing. I think it's that you're just, you have a lot to bring into that negotiation because, because your mindset is competitive. So you're probably going to bring a lot into that negotiation. I'm not going to be able to negotiate a raise if I ain't hit my numbers. You know what I mean? Like you going I'm, I'm about to stack it on, stack it on. Right. So that when we talk about my raise or, you know, my salary, I have everything on the table that you, there's nothing that you can question about what I need to get out of this negotiation. Right. But you right. got to be real careful when you use the word ego, just because it's so close. Cause you can be confident in what you do. Cause you know what you do and you do it well. Right. right. And you coming in with that negotiation. Like I know, I, I know I do a good job. So I, I, I ain't trying to, I'm not going for a no. You know what I mean? But you got to be careful with that ego. I always think people get that. They can get it mixed up easily. Let me yeah. say ego yeah. and confidence. For yeah, sure. e ego is definitely from what I've learned from experience. 
you're walking on a thin line when you bring in too much ego into a job interview, into a business meeting. It's just a thin line, but thank you so much, Ruth. I appreciate you. Uh, Ricardo, go ahead. Well, I mean, uh, you know, ego is important. I think uh, everybody has ego, but I think, you know, sometimes in order to get the win, you put your ego to the side because you're going to find a way to just, you know, get what you need or get what you want out of this negotiation. And, you know, if sometimes, because a lot of times ego is about the perception, you know, am I going to be seen as somebody who just lost a negotiation or somebody who just gave in a lot? Or... Am I going to be seen as somebody who just came on, you know, came on top? So if you're able to put that to the side and just focus on, you know, getting what you what you want out of that negotiation, then, you know, who cares if they thought that they won the negotiation? So long as I ended up getting what I wanted, you know, I don't really care if the other person thinks that he won. You know what I mean? Right, and right. you know, not to get political here, but the, you know, Trump. How many times did his ego get in the way of? just because he wanted to be perceived as the guy who won. And so how many deals fell apart because he just thought I'm gonna be perceived as being weak. And on the other hand, how many times that other people get what they wanted simply by just flattering him and just being like, oh, you do this thanks to your leadership. And so, you know, learning the other person's ego, you know, you can use that to your own advantage. If it's somebody who just wants to be perceived as they want, then you can play into that and you know so I think ego is important to understand your ego but then also be able to understand the other person's ego yeah and you know is it even going to be relevant you know if it's somebody who just who doesn't care who just wants to get what they want out of the negotiation then it's a non-issue but if it's somebody who you know wants to be seen as somebody who wins then you can use that to your to your own advantage yeah yeah and this is what I love about the parlay everybody even though for those that are this is your first parlay. I'm happy that you're here because this is what it's all about. I mean, even though you might not speak throughout the entire parlay session, everyone is learning. Everyone is learning. So I'm learning each and every time we do a parlay as well. Kyler, I see you. Go go, go ahead, Kyler. Yeah, I was going to add one more thing. I think those were fantastic points that got made. Um, I think one thing that I think might be valuable that I could bring to the table is I actually, through my job, just got certified. And it's, it's one of the, the top certifications it's called challenger it's a company it's called the challenger certification and their big thing is communication style and um, all the big companies are using them now to partner with them and get all their employees certified but basically the what they come out to it is say ego matters but just as important as that is understanding someone's communication style and they say that there's four main communication styles you have people who are amiable people who are expressive people who are drivers and people who are analytic and understanding what someone is and how to pivot in a conversation based upon how those personality types react to certain verbal cues is every bit as important. And usually if someone has an ego, you can manipulate their ego based upon how their personality type is when it comes to communication. And if you know how to react to that, not only will you overcome their ego, they'll probably see you as an ally in a productive conversation and you'll get what you want just by knowing how to communicate with them um, to kind of facilitate that ego. And then one separate side point, I think you guys are all making great points. I think that when it comes to the public sphere, when your job or your negotiation or your deal or whatever it is, 
is being represented by the public or something that people are going to scrutinize outside of just you and the person you're dealing with, I think the ego gets massively amplified and partially for good reason because you can't be perceived as losing, let's say if you're a company that's making a deal with another company and you got the crap into the deal, your stock might go down 10%, right? right? Right. So um, I think I think public sphere and private sphere is different. I think in the private sphere you should be you should be very careful about having a gigantic ego and, and and burning bridges and making people see you as just someone who gets what they want. But in the public sphere, in you know in your business life, you might have to have an ego and you might have to step up and defend you know whatever company or whatever position you have. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Kyler. That that's right on point. You have to be able to change gears. Um, you know when when it comes to negotiation. You know, it's kind of like when you have you go to a job interview and you're asked questions, you have to be able to change gears, especially on those questions where they ask you, okay, well, tell me about a time when this occurred. You know, they're looking to see how can you respond on your feet based on your experiences. Jose, I see you. Go ahead. You know, um, he just hit it on the nose. Um, I kind of just hit it and it's about understanding um, your worth and under, also understanding um, that you can be replaced. So your ego can get in the way of you getting in something at, for your best interest. Unless you made yourself invaluable in some sort of way, you can be replaced. Yeah. So um, I, just, I just basically, I came in a little late, so I stopped. Um, talking about um, being invaluable, and that's a huge part about negotiation. If you haven't separated yourself from the rest, the rest, yeah. um, you can be replaced, and yeah. they can find somebody for for a cheaper cost, and they can find somebody who can do the same job you can do, unless you separated yourself in some type of way uh, from 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 the norm. So it's 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 all about looking at what's best for both yourself and for both the company, and even in a business deal as well for both parties. So you have to make sure. Uh, when negotiating, it's it's understanding that that you need to both win. Right. And I want to say, I want to say, thank you very much for pointing that out, Jose and Kyler. Um, one thing that's a big deal is now, ever since COVID hit, it's a, it's a whole different world that we live in now. It's an entirely different world. So when it comes to, and I I, I mentioned this even at my my personal day job, you know, is that the photo that you have on your social media, you know, on your Zoom sessions, you know, on all of that, it represents who you are. And in this world that we live in now, where it's all Zoom now, and, and, and there are no more really handshakes, you know, you have to make sure you're, you're polished more now than you were prior before COVID. And, you know, you, you have to make sure you do that additional work that's going to take you to the next level. Um, that, that's very important. Um, you know, plan your work and work your plan. You know, if, if it takes you getting that certification, if it takes you going to get that degree, if it takes you in, in learning those additional things that you need to learn, you have to do it. Because if you don't do it, there's somebody that's doing it and they're doing it in their living room, they're doing it in their bedroom and they're running circles around everybody else. So, so for those of you like Logan, you know, I'm 43 now. You know, uh, are, you know, been through a lot already. But if I was 21, this is why we do the parlay is to be able to inspire and help talk to individuals that are even young so that they can actually have positive influence in their life to make changes that are lasting. 
Tony, I see you. Go ahead, Tony. So here, I'll get my camera on. Uh, there we go. So negotiating is sales, basically. I mean, I mean, there's some more to it, but let's just say negotiating sales. So we all know we buy from people we like. I mean, one, we buy the product if we want the product and like the product, but the person that's selling us the product, we have to like them. If they have the product and we don't like them, we're going to go somewhere else. So number one, they need, we need to be likable. We also need to listen to the buyer, the one with the cash. So I spend 30 minutes in an hour interview trying to close a deal, 30 minutes. I'm just listening to what they are offering. And they feel like the majority of the time, they feel like they're going to buy from me because I heard them and they were able to solve their own problems, talking them out in that 30 minutes. They already like me. They feel I heard them. They know that I, and in that they've given me all the answers of the questions to ask them. They've told me everything I'm going to need to know. They've given me all their secrets. So now I have this information. I have the power. And then I ask them three questions. What is something that would stop you from buying? What is something that scares you about buying? And what is something that would make you buy? And they've given me all the answers. And then I give them all the information they want. And if they don't buy now, it's like, now they're a liar. Now they want me to like them because they like me. So now they got to buy. Yeah. And so I give them four packages. There's a high-end package, top shelf. There's the low-end, the, the generics. And then the two in the middle, which they're probably going to buy. One's a little higher than the other one. One goes to 12 instead of 10 on the radio. And so now of the middle, which one are they going to buy? Well, if they like you, they're going to buy the, the higher one. And you price point it that way. And you give them more value than they think that they're buying. And they feel like, wow, what a great deal I got. So with all of that at the end, then you get into your debating, right? And if you, you know, take debating in college or high school or, you know, graduate school, you, you understand the power of debating is having knowledge and using the knowledge in your favor. And then at the very, very end, I do a sandwich method and I compliment them. I give them what I want. I talk about what I want. I ask them what I want. And then I compliment them again. You do that in letters. You do that in writing. You do that in the office. And by doing a sandwich method, they're not so like, oh, I don't know, this guy's out for himself or this guy, you know, hurt my feelings. It's like they remember the compliment, the beginning and the ending and the body is what you need. So with all of those elements, I'm pretty good at closing a deal. And, and then you're pretty happy at the end of the day with your job. So these are just some tricks I've learned along the way. I like that, man. I've never heard of this sandwich method. That is amazing. That, that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm definitely going to take that and roll with it as well. Marie, I see you. Yes, um, I actually um, was going to say the same thing that um, he just mentioned about being likable. Um, but what I would suggest for you guys is when you are um, trying to establish that likability, you have to show your, your uh, principles in life, your work ethics. When they have a very good understanding of who you are, and they've reached that level of really liking you very much. That's a good thing. But then when you're going through the negotiation, you gotta look at how you can present to them in terms of the impact of agreeing with you in, in terms of the future for them. What will be the uh, advantage of them agreeing with you? Right. You have to somehow give them uh, a vision of what you will do for them uh, in addition to what 
you guys are agreeing. So at least they can see, okay, if I agree with, you know, with this person, I know that I'm going to get all of this also in the future because of that decision. So, I mean, you know, if, if I were you, I mean, like me, I negotiate with so many people almost every day. I collaborate with people, they partner with me and everything. So I always had this kind of negotiation with them, but I always look at what would I get from this negotiation uh, in the future with them? So you have the impact of the future. Yeah, and I guess the question I have for you, Marie, is, is it great to research the person you're negotiating with so you know their track record? to know that, hey, is this person on point and, and, and are they to their word as far as from past situations or no? Well, you know, it's good to do research, but you gotta have your own experience with them because, you know, research can only do so much for you. But if you, if people change too, by the way, you know, so when you have a very good understanding, have a good experience with them, like I was just working with a, a commercial real estate broker. He's like uh, 75 years old. And I work with them and I really like this guy and I work with him and I didn't have him, I didn't charge him for anything at all, but I worked with them until 9.30, 10 o'clock and it was a Sunday evening, okay? And he was so appreciative of what I did for him and he, he, gave, he realized how I am as a person and how hard I work. And he, he just had this very, very good impression of me of who I am and all of a sudden, he said, Marie, I have been waiting for a partner for so long. And because of who you are and how you do things, I want to partner with you. That alone is a big deal. So, you know, sometimes you don't have to um, think of what you can get from them right away. It's what you right, can right. do for them. And once you're able to establish it and able to share that with them and who you are and how valuable you are, what kind of connections you have, because they need to see how, how the kind of you know, things that you did by sharing them your value. I mean, you that connections, okay? Right. That includes your connections. If you have, let's say you're talking about, you know, you have 10,000 connections on LinkedIn, that's a value uh, for them to connect with you. And when they're negotiating with you, they understand that if they work with you, they know that they can, that they're connecting to your value, okay? So you gotta look at what's the future with them. Gotcha. That's gotcha. how you negotiate it too. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ruth, I see you. Go ahead. I was just wanting to touch on, and it's crazy because like every single topic brings me back to this. Um, when they talk about likability, I think about that more in depth. I think that personal development, you have to work on yourself every single day. There's many things that happen to you from a child to adulthood that build so many barriers. So when you're negotiating, when you're talking about negotiating or talking to anybody, you're talking about closing a deal, you're talking about getting a client, you're talking about getting a promote, any of those things has to come back to growth within you. You're not going to be able to accomplish much, much of anything in life if you don't work on yourself. So that the likability instantly made me think. You know, you when you talk about likability and people liking you, you truly have to work on yourself and be a good individual with anything. So if you're if you're if your inner being is pure, yeah. no matter what you're presenting, 
you're going to get someone's attention when you have that type of inside. It spreads, it radiates off of you when you do that. So right. the first and foremost, before you even talk about negotiating careers, dreams, whatever, you have to work on yourself. And that just kind of ties in with the likability thing with my quotation marks, likability. Yeah, that's, that's right on point. Yeah, and I appreciate you right there. Appreciate you. Ricardo, I'll see you there. And also, you know, to go along with the whole likability issue, I think it's important that they recognize, you know, that you're being sincere about what you're asking and, and that you acknowledge how you may be perceived. So, for example, my last two salary negotiations that I've had with two different companies, I've actually, you know, acknowledged the fact that I may come across as greedy. And I've told them, I said, I may come across as greedy, but this is what my work is worth. And I have the data to back it up. So you already acknowledge that you may come across as greedy, that I may be asking more than what the average person is gonna ask, but I'm telling them, this is what my work is worth. Right. But I'm saying, and I'm saying it with conviction, I'm not, and I have the data to back it up. And they like that. And, and they, one of them actually told me afterwards, you know, after I got, I've gotten hired and we went out to, you know, to, you know, for lunch, he even told me, he's like, I like that. I like the fact that you negotiated. I like the fact that you were ready to argue why your work was worth whatever you were asking for. And I think that, you know, you just have to be sincere about it right. and just be able to, to understand that, understand what, how you may be perceived and if you acknowledge it yeah. then you basically take it away because now they can't now they can't say to themselves oh my god this person is greedy because i, I already pointed it out look i might come across as greedy but this is what my work is worth yeah and, and I, you know, I, yeah that's that's big i, I always think about too like steve harvey you know how he says you got to jump you know you, you have to jump you know, so many people do not jump out the plane. Well, and, and, and also, you know, I take my, my overall approach because I have to negotiate all the time. And sometimes I find myself negotiating with the same person, you know, at different points. Uh, but my overall uh, style is it's really more of a pick my battles. You know, sometimes I'm going to put my foot down and I'm just, just this is what I'm going to ask for. And there's going to be other times when, you know, in the spirit of collaboration, you know, OK, I'll let you have this one. You know, and then, and you build a relationship, you know, and now they know like, okay, this guy is not always trying to stick it to us. You know, at some point he's going to give in. And, and that's the kind of working relationship that I have with, you know, attorneys and public adjusters that I have to, you know, work with on a consistent basis. I like it. I like it. Yep. And thank you, Ricardo. Kine, is it Kine? I'm pronouncing that correct, correctly? I think your mute is on. Uh, can I, oh, I see you. All right. Is oh, you're Kenneth? saying Kenneth. Kenneth. <laughs> Dave. All right, oh, guys. Kenneth, so what's going on, Kenneth? I, 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 I say, Kenneth, what's going on, Kenneth? <laughs> it's all good. Look, uh, thank you for having me. I finally made it. Uh, no problem. Uh, Welcome to Parlay. Thank you. Thank you. I, finished, I finally finished that renovation on the property back in California. So, um, thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch base really quickly with you guys uh, on the subject. Um, ego. Ego. Ego could be detrimental or it could be helpful. 
Um, I feel as if uh, it could be detrimental when you're just meeting someone and you just unload pounds of ego. Like you're going to turn people off, right? right? However, if you sandwich that and layer it with a warm up, uh, as someone said earlier, you know, making people your friend. You and I met, you were my client when I worked for Indeed. Yes. And we spent the first 30 to 45 minutes just conversing yep. about life. And we, we, we realized that we had a lot of common, yep. right? You were like, well, here's my number. I'm like, oh, call the recorded. But <laughs> I, I shot your text. Uh, we exchanged numbers and, and, and it's been on since then. So um, I think that your clients must trust you. They must like you. They must see that you're a human. You're not a robot. And then when that happens, you can then lay out the ego. Um, and, and it won't come off offensive. It'll come off like, oh man, you're right. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's just a level of confidence. And that's basically the definition of ego, self-esteem and self-confidence, you know, wow. but again, you must balance it, balance it right. And, and balance it well, or you're going to go downhill. Beautiful right. baby roof, ba beautiful babies. Oh, I see the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first baby that's been on parlay. So uh welcome. Yeah, that's my brand new grandbaby and my other one. Say hi. Oh, hi guys. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Parlay. You know, this is my yeah. first time. No, that's so we're, fantastic. We're yeah, Kenan, yeah, that's that's right on point. I, I really appreciate you as well. And um, you know, I I think it goes back to, you know, association brings about assimilation. You know, the people who you associate with can can definitely um you know, help to help to better yourself. You know, my, my father used to always tell me that, you know, you want to be in places in which people are surround yourself around people that can take you to the next level, you know, and, and so many of my friends, I remember even when I was at Cal State Fullerton, I transferred there as a junior, um, you know, coming from RCC, Riverside Community College, and many individuals that I connected with were not focused. And they, I was like, oh, well, how long have you been here for? And they're like, oh, I've been here for six years. You've been at Cal State Fullerton for six years. You know, uh, I transferred in as a junior. I was done in two years. Done. You know, summer school, boom, knocked out my classes, graduated. You know, but it's like you have to surround yourself around individuals that are going to help build you and bring you to the next level. Um, and and that, that's why we have the parlay, you know, is that you spend an hour a week. And you're taking away takeaways from all individuals from all across the actual nation, from the East Coast, from the West Coast, from the South, the North, whoever jumps on. And we're, we're all learning together as well. Others on this too, others, others. I'll just say, I'll just also add this, you know, to anybody who's out there looking for a job or getting, you know, we have younger people that are, you know, getting into corporate America and, or into the corporate world and, you know, they may not have the experience or they may not feel like they have the experience to, you know, ask for a salary. Never be afraid to help the other person help you. L look for a way. A lot of times, it's happened to me several times where they tell me like, what you're asking for, I'm not authorized to, you know, to give you whatever you're asking for. And I'll ask a question like, okay, what would have to happen? Like, what would have to happen for you to be able to, to accommodate that? And a lot of times they'll say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the cap of what I'm authorized and I'll try to make up the difference with a bonus or with a company car or with extra time off, extra vacation, you know? So never be afraid to, you know, 
help them help you, you know, find a, find a way for them to be able to, you know, accommodate whatever it is that you're asking for. It may be in a different way, you know, certainly getting a company car, it's there, there's monetary value to that. Yeah. Uh, even just additional time off or, you know, just give me a sign-in bonus that makes up the difference. Yeah. So yeah, just don't be afraid to ask. Now, again, if you're going to, don't, don't be unreasonable either, you know? Don't come in asking for a hundred thousand, you know, if it's not really reasonable. So just do your research and don't be afraid to ask. Go for it. Yeah. That's Never great. say no to yourself. Never say no to yourself. If yeah. you're gonna get a no, let the other person tell you no. Yeah. Never say no to yourself. Yeah. That's that's great advice. Yeah. Others, uh, in, in wrap up, we're coming up on our last seven minutes here of the actual parlay. But in wrap up. Uh, great advice um, as far as what others have on the parlay as well. Whoop, um, I see you, go ahead. I was going to say, um, be careful with feeling discouraged because you can go into a negotiation and not necessarily win the negotiation, but you learn something from it. Don't think of it as um, a win-lose type of situation or, or um thinking of it in a way like I lost, I didn't do anything. What can you learn from that negotiation? Just like with, with things that fail, you know, most people, you know, I read a lot of books, most billionaires, millionaires, they have failed multiple times, but learn from those failures. So also keep in mind that negotiation isn't always about win or lose. Everything isn't always about winning you lose. It's not always a side, just like, you know, blue against red or sports team. It's always something against something. No, you can learn from every experience. Failures right. are usually the best opportunity to learn. So don't think that if you didn't win a negotiation, you didn't get anything from it. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, you know, I always bring this up. I mean, you know, chasing failure it, it is a great video on YouTube. Um, chasing failure, we played it at, at our job, and it talks about that, that you have to fail in order to succeed. You, you know, I mean, the, the best people, I mean, basketball players, Michael Jordan, they failed. They've all failed. We, we've all failed. But nobody starts something is just perfect across the entire board. So it's to the point that where we have to be prepared to fail, but not be so hard on ourselves but just learn from every time that we fail to make ourselves better. And, and also, also, I'll just add also, um, ask for feedback. You know, if you get a no, just say, okay, well, I appreciate your time. What could I have done differently? Right. You know, they might help you. They might just blow you off. But, you know, most people would actually sit down with you and give you honest feedback. Yep. And then just take it and learn from it. And next time you know. And that they, they actually might actually say, you know what? I like the fact that you're taking the time to learn what you could have done differently. Maybe I'll call you on the next opening. That's true. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Failure is, uh, it is just, to me, it, it, it ignites me. And, you know, I was told a while back that fail stands for first attempt and learning. And once I adopted that, I realized that I'm never losing. I'm always learning. So even yeah. if I fail, what, what can I take away from that and add to my, what I already have to become better? Mm. And it has been phenomenal in my life. So I don't fail. And if I do fail, it's not a loss, it's a lesson. Wow, wow, that's powerful. I've never heard fail. Yeah, fail. That's, that's amazing. 
I, I, I love that. So, um, and if you could put that into the chat as well, Kenneth, um, that's that's big, man, for everyone. Um, I think that's that's powerful. Uh, so in wrap up here, we're three minutes out here. Any, any others um, as far as um, uh, powerful messages or, or anything that we should know in wrap up to ne negotiation here that others would like to bring about here within the parlay? I'll, I'll let, you know, D, let, let me add one more thing really, really fast. Uh -huh. uh, we talked about ego. Uh, the one place where ego should not be a factor and you should put your ego to the side is if you're negotiating in a relationship. Put your <laughs> ego to the side. Yes, yes. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, so. Yeah, that would be <laughs> smart, man. the best place. That's a, yeah, smart, very smart. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm married and uh, yeah, I always put my ego to the side, so <laughs> definitely. All right, well, everyone, we're coming up on the last uh, couple of minutes here. Um, on behalf of myself, Demian Dean, Ricardo Garcia, uh, and V. Ingerman, uh, we like to thank everyone for being a part of the actual parlay for this Tuesday. We do this every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you could jump on, we got individuals that jump on once a week, uh, once a month, whenever you could jump on, definitely do. A lot of you are already following us. Uh, I know V's dropping everything into the chat here. Follow us on parlayallday.com. Um, All of our social media links are on there as well. Uh, we also have the Parlay store, which is almost about to drop. I'll, I'll be updating everybody on that shortly as well. We have t-shirts, we have hats, we have face masks, product merchandising products to help advertise Parlay. We also have our the Parlay podcast, which is huge. Um, Ricardo, how, you want to talk a little bit about that as well? And uh, some, some of the guests, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we, we actually have, uh, I think we have five episodes already. Um, and, you know, we're talking to different people with different types of backgrounds. Uh, you know, we've covered different topics, you know, uh, just personal growth, you know, communication, uh, relationships, um, real estate business. Um, and then just, you know, different types of, of backgrounds and just experiences and different yeah. aspects that we can all benefit from. Yes, so, yeah, please be sure to, you know, join and subscribe and like yeah. and share. Definitely. And uh, if you or someone you know would be great for the uh, Parlay podcast, definitely reach out to me as well. Uh, and I'll get them in contact with Ricardo so we can get them on board with the pre-interview and get them all. Uh, it's all done over Zoom. So that's actually a wonderful thing. We have individuals all over. So as well. Actually, Ricardo, are we still on for tomorrow or are we rescheduling? Because I didn't get any emails. Yeah, we're on for tomorrow. I'll send you. I'll send you a link tonight. I go tomorrow as well. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, everyone. Well, we're gonna wrap things up here. Remember to parlay all day, parlay all day. And uh, once again, everyone, have a wonderful uh, and blessed rest of the week. Um, Dr. Johnson, pleasure having you on. Did you want to say something as well, also, and wrap up? Me. Uh, yeah, I'll make one comment. I believe it was Zig Ziglar who once said, you can get anything in the world you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Love it. I love it. Yep. And that's big. Yeah. You guys, Thank have, you. Everybody have a good week. Great, great to join you tonight. Definitely. Everyone have a great one. And uh, we'll see you at the next Parlay on Tuesday. Take all care. Right, and remember to Parlay all day. All Thank right. you, Doc. That is one of my favorites from Zig Ziglar. Thank you.
right. Take care. Bye for now. All right. Bye.